You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call Seabus Seatown, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice cold Pepsi right here in Seabus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi and say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. I'm Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. We're bringing you the most complete and hilarious Yanks chat you'll find anywhere. This is the Yanks Go Yard podcast, courtesy of Fansite. Welcome to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, If you drop us a mailbag question in the review, we'll answer it. So let's get those on the pod, get your questions in. We really appreciate the listenership so far. We can't wait to keep this going. Uh, We love interacting with you guys. So just make sure to drop us those five stars uh, and get your questions in. Uh, Thomas, what a weekend in the Bronx. The Yankees made the Red Sox look like paste. And all I have to say is Tiger Woods, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Aaron Judge. Couldn't think of three better comparisons uh, because, I mean, when you hit a regular season home run in an empty stadium, that automatically just puts you in the, in the conversation with great clutch players. <laughs> in the words of Matt Vaskersian, Santa Maria, he did it again. I mean, rag on the broadcast all you want, which was terrible, and we will get to that. But it's important before we start getting negative and we start bashing A-Rod to note that the New York Yankees swept the Boston Red Sox out of Yankee Stadium this weekend. Not only did they sweep them out of the Bronx, they demoralized them. They won two absolutely dead games in which the Boston Red Sox looked like not just an inferior opponent, but, you know, an opponent from the dead ball era. And then finally we got a slugfest on Sunday Night Baseball. And, Thomas, at no point 
at no point in this game in which the Red Sox led for the vast majority of the game did I think the Yankees were going to lose. Yeah, no, I felt the same way, and uh, I, I, uh, I actually took a bet on the Yankees to win by two runs when they went down 5-3 to three, uh, because every inning was prolonged from the Yankees' side. Like, the Red Sox were chipping away, hitting, you know, home runs, getting double-double, but the Yankees kept loading the bases. They kept getting people on, and the Red Sox had no answer. They don't have pitching to answer this, and most teams don't, but the Red Sox are certainly not equipped to, to take on this Yankees lineup um, because once you get past the middle of the order, then you're staring down the barrel of, you know, Luke Voigt, Gio Urshela, um, and even Gary Sanchez got hit on the action. So that's how you know that, you know, this lineup is even coming together even more than we thought it could based on what they've done over the last week. Um, and yeah, I had full confidence that they were going to win this game, though I did get frustrated with some of the bullpen decisions, uh, which we'll get to. But yeah, I, I couldn't couldn't agree more with with that sentiment. Well, it's just it's funny because we've been through the the Red Sox don't have pitching dance before, and then it just doesn't seem to matter. Like they, they've they've usually had an ace and then three four starters, but then when they get to the playoffs, John Lackey's throwing shutouts. Like Jake Peavy's winning one nothing game, so it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> this year, the Red Sox really, really, really actually do not have pitching. Uh, the Marcus Walden, Ryan Weber, Matt, Matt Dodge, the Giants, Matt player, Hall, Matt, Matt Hall, Hall, Matt Hall, our guy. Um, it's just like Jeffrey Springs. I mean, these aren't even the people who you would say aren't pitching. These no. are not even major league pitchers. No, they're absolutely not. Um, the rotation is, it's, I mean, I get it. Look, they probably were punting the season, especially when they learned that it was 60 games. Uh, but, I mean, Eovaldi is your number number one. Sure, he's got okay stuff, uh, but certainly not reliable in that role. And then you, you go out and you sign Martin Perez and Zach Godley and think that those guys are going to step in you know, alongside what they had previously thought would be Eduardo Rodriguez and I guess somebody else that that they thought would be capable. I don't know who that is. Apparently it's it's Ryan. Is it Weber or Weber? I don't know. But I don't know. I like saying Weber. Yeah. I think it's probably Weber. <laughs> he, he, it's, it's crazy because no, at no point are, do you have a feeling – at least from what we watch. And even when we saw Perez, you know, he's pitched twice already this season. You have no feeling that these guys are going to go over three innings. Um, no. And then you get to the bullpen, which is, you know, seemingly has been actually a decent strong point for them this year through the first week with Walden Barnes and Workman working. Snack for good with Ohio made all natural, super tender Charkey jerky company, beef jerky now featuring Killian's vintage, with limited edition packaging designed by 12-year-old Killian, avid golfer and patient champion, Nationwide Children's Hospital. Now available at select Giant Eagle locations at the Memorial Tournament presented by Workday May 30th through June 4th and online at www.charkyjerky.com. Proceeds of Killian's Vintage benefit Nationwide Children's Hospital and kids like Killian. The back end of the bullpen and then last night happens and they think uh, Matt Barnes, you know, throwing an 84-mile-an-hour curveball on a 2-0 count to the hottest hitter in baseball is going to work out well. Um, but, you know, after the game, Bogart said something is missing with this team. Um, and they don't have the energy. They don't have the moxie. They, they have nothing. 
you know, I was reading for, uh, the Boston Globe over the weekend, and um, one of the guys wrote about how uh, J.D. Martinez is in a funk uh, because he does a lot of his video-centric studying, um, and he he can't seem to get into a groove because of the pandemic-related uh, uh, measures that are affecting his routine, and it's just like, give me a fucking break. Like what everybody is in the same situation. Like you've been a great hitter for like six years and now you're thrown off a little bit and you can't be as effective as you were. So something is missing and it's painfully obvious, you know, this team lost an opening series to the Orioles at home. They split with the Mets after losing the first two games at Fenway. Um, and then they finally we're like, oh, this is the Mets. We can beat this team. And they ended up crushing them in Queens for two games. And now the Mets are completely in free fall. Um, but then you come to the Bronx and you score what, what they score two runs in the first two games. It was five, one, the first game, five, one, uh, then five, five, two, two. five, two. I'm sorry. You score. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, last night they had some life, but like you scored three runs against Jordan Montgomery, who looked great. I will say he looked great, and I think he's going to be good. And Tanaka, who hasn't pitched in a really long time and was coming off that scary head injury. So um, clearly something is missing with these guys. And it's it's it, like I wrote over the weekend, it was a totally avoidable downfall and collapse that this team is experiencing, uh, which makes it even more sweeter for us to watch and enjoy because um, they could have been a dynasty for the next decade. That J.D. Martinez stuff, you even got the Boston Globe writing hit pieces on the coronavirus now, so that's great and very in character. I mean, yeah, there was there was no excuse for getting rid of Mookie Betts. We've talked about this. Uh, but there was also no excuse for, you know, the, this landslide of, of moves and non-moves and crazy decisions they made, and now we're left with this just shell of a team, which – on, on, you know, in the first game of the series on Friday, the Yankees it won one of the more boring Yankees-Red Sox games you'll ever see. Jordan Montgomery was great, and we will give him his props. And he, right now, is this team's second-best starter, won his first game in, in over 830 days, and he was nails when he needed to be. We're not going to deny that. You know, Monty turned some DPs, you know, got some ground balls behind him at the absolute perfect time. Uh, that dude rules. Looking forward to big things from him. He wasn't even throwing as hard as we saw him throw during summer camp. Uh, but then, you know, the, the Sox go down as soon as Monty leaves that game. They're pretty much lifeless from the sixth on. That is not the Boston Red Sox. That game is not home. That's not how I'm used to those games ending. That was way too easy. Mm -hmm. So you go into Saturday and you're still sort of second guessing and you're thinking, all right, that, that was terrible. But there's no way the Red Sox are going to look like this for the whole weekend. They're, they're going to bust out all weekend. Tanaka hasn't pitched in a month. And the last time he did pitch, he got he got nailed in the head with a Giancarlo liner, which, you know, sign of things to come. But Snaka struggles a little bit. Bogarts tags him. He gets out of, you know, he gets almost through three innings. That's not great. But he's, you know, he's dot in the corner with 95. He, he looks mostly like Masahiro Tanaka. Uh, and then the Yankees bullpen holds the Sox down for the remainder of that game. And by Yankees bullpen, we mean Nick Nelson and David Hale for the whole game. And Luis uh, Avilon, don't forget Luis about Luis Avilon <laughs> comes in. I mean, Aaron Boone is just completely flexing on the Boston Red Sox in that game to the point where, it, you know, it's getting, it gets ridiculous because you've got, you know, two outs and nobody on in the ninth, a three-run lead for David Hale, and he walks Bradley Jr. He gives up a rip to Lynn. 
He got two dudes on, tying run at the plate, Andrew Benintendi. Zach Britton, lefty on, lefty. And no, we're going to let David Hale and his 30 pitches try to finish this game because Boone's just, you know, taking off his protective cup and because he doesn't need it anymore because he's got nuts of steel. <laughs> and then four pitches later, Benintendi strikes out. That's not how that's supposed to end. On fastballs, too, on like 94-mile-an-hour <laughs> fastballs. That's not how Yankees-Red Sox is supposed to end. I've seen enough Yankees-Red Sox games over the years to know that when Benintendi's the tying run against your 12th best pitcher, he's probably going to tie the game. At the very least, at the very least, it would you would think it would be like a two-run double to like make you make you start crapping your pants, and then you have to start using the bigger bullpen arms to try and get out of it. But yeah, it, it was it was a complete coast-to-coast uh, flex on this team, um, and you and especially when uh, you're going into a game like last night, when it's what's Paxton going to do? He has to re he, the pressure was on him to kind of rebound and he didn't though he got no help from from whatever the hell was going on in the outfield do you what what did you see any of that well, those I, those fly yeah. balls like what what was that uh, i mean well we were we gave the red sox a little too much credit like in the intro where we were like they busted out a little bit against yeah. they, they hit a semi deep fly ball to aaron hicks who just declined to catch it uh, there was another just you got it i got it decline in the right center field gap you got Paxton looking at the right field corner. Like, yeah, like, what what like I'm throwing 91 mile an hour bat in practice. You guys can't catch these fly balls. <laughs> and Miguel Andujar in left field, proving that he is at this point, the Yankees least valuable player. We love Andujar, but he just got lapped by Luis Avilan and David Hale this weekend yep. because at least they, you know, buckled down and, and technically did their jobs. Uh, I mean, Luis avalon has got like a zero. Yeah, right. He's the king. Uh, but <laughs> you've got Andujar getting a rare start. Against a righty, I think, I mean, Matt Hall came in in the second. I guess they knew that was going to happen. And he, you know, barely contributes with the bat. Certainly doesn't contribute as much as Talkman. And then lets a ground ball single roll by him into the corner. I'm sure he thought he was done with grounders when they moved him off third. They're like, we're going to send you to the less hot corner. It's it's left field. It's it's not a hot corner. It's it's a it's a cold, it's warm. cold corner. And he was like, oh, great. <laughs> no, it's no more grounders for me. And then he gets like a dribbler. Like I, I did that in sixth grade. I used to be terrified whenever the ball would come to me. <laughs> that's what Andy Carr looked like. The guy who's just like, oh, great. I get to play baseball and never see a baseball. Awesome. Oh, no, here's one. Here's one now. God damn it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the Red Sox busted out because Andrew Bogarts was absolutely on fire and he had a superstar series. He actually seemed like he was in control of pretty much every at bat. Um, and then Devers hit a you know monster yeah. shot to put him up in this uh, late in the game, but beyond that, it was a lot of gifts. It was a lot of here, you take this, I'll give this to you. We'll spot you this. We'll see what happens. Paxton didn't look good, but I mean, you, you know, James Paxton has had uh, more help behind him in previous outings, I would say. So he's not ready. It's very concerning. But yeah, the Red Sox got every present you could give the Red Sox yesterday, and still, you know, it, it wasn't over until. LeMahieu and Judge put their stamp on it one last time. And you, in previous years, I would have been blown away by the ending of that game. And last night, I was kind of just like, yeah, there it is. They got it done in the eighth. They didn't have to walk it off. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and by bust out, I think we should be clear that, that it was just Bogarts and, and Devers really doing all the damage. Um, and for some reason, we kept pitching to them. So I'm, I was just super confused as to why we kept throwing to these guys. I guess maybe they wanted the practice of challenging hard hitters. But um, we're talking like tie game down by one run, up by one run. Like, just let these guys, 
you know, walk them, don't give them anything good to see, uh, and then attack the other guys in the lineup. Um, and, you know, I was kind of confused with the bullpen decision, keeping Michael King in for that fourth inning. It kind of had the, the Johnny uh, uh, lasagna feel from uh, the other night against the Orioles where he kept him in for clearly too long, and then the two-run homer comes, uh, and that's what happened when Devers unloaded that ball into the right field bleachers. Um, and you're sitting there like, oh, God, like we could have just brought in Adovino or, you know, literally anybody else. It was, David Hale. Yeah, or David Hale. David <laughs> Hale, Hale come, come back in and – save the day um but another weird i guess decision to preserve the bullpen when it was fully rested something i didn't get uh he boone already flexed on saturday night i didn't think he really had much of a reason to do so on sunday but uh he did it again and it kind of worked out so i guess props to him yeah i mean he he keeps trying to the yankees have never been able to squeeze extra outs out of the middle part of the bullpen in their history i I feel like they they go through this charade every year where they're like it's a 4-1 game in the ninth uh let's get our closer up oh well we just you know double bunt sack fly now it's 5-1 great let's bring in jonathan holder like (laughs) and then within three batters like the closers up and hustling and they're like holder just does not have it and it's like yeah Holder never has it like that. He what's it like Holder doesn't have it. So the, the amount of times that the Yankees have tried to bring in these like middle relief dudes, like th- there was a thing, something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round the clock protection. Something you probably don't know. A driveway basketball hoop, including the base, weighs around 400 pounds. Something you probably do know. There's a windstorm coming. Something you probably don't know. A basketball hoop tipping over can poke a hole in a car roof like a can opener. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Yeah, they were talking about Lance Pendleton and Nick Nelson being the first Yankees to have like three inning shutout debuts and just send me into this 2011 flashback where like Lance Pendleton is coming into like nine, five games. And it's like, that's not going to end nine, five. And and (laughs) this weekend, you know, Boone did get really cocky on Saturday and, and ended up scaring us all and then relieving us all not using Zach Britton, not using Adovino, just leaving David Hale out there to, to bleach himself. And then after the game, it's like Britain just needed a day. And it's like, how many times have I heard that Britain just needs a day? And then the next day, it's like, well, you know, Britain's got this little oblique thing. It's, it's nothing. But, uh, you know, we're just, we're just going to keep it. We're going to be careful with it. And then like a week later, he's on the aisle. So, you know, no one, you know, I've never heard of anyone needing a day. After needed a day. He's season. thrown two innings this year. Yeah. It's, a, it's like a seven-game season that could end at any point. But he <laughs> needs a day. Maybe he's just tired from all the negotiating. Uh, I don't know. I mean, but like, apparently he's fine. That's great. You know, one, two, three, ninth yesterday. But yeah, the the more Boone tries to, you know, there's a difference between pushing guys and pushing guys too far. Michael King for three innings in the middle of this game, soaking up innings. That's awesome. He looked great. Michael King is probably a starter on this team, uh, at least until Clark Schmidt gets here. Michael King looks better than Paxton. Uh, the stuff is there. The, the The command is there. But, yeah, the fourth inning of Michael King, it's like, haven't we already done enough for Michael King? Isn't he pretty confident at this point? Like, do we, do we actually need to try Michael King against the, the heart of the order again? I, I don't think that we do. Yeah. And then, yeah, 86-mile-an-hour two-seamer on the inside corner to Devers. He just finally Devers remembers who he is, and he just <laughs> tattoos that one. Yeah, just it, it, I like you said perfectly, the confidence is there. Michael King threw 
He had three innings. He gave up a run. That's that's totally fine. The Red Sox are still the Red Sox still have a good core of players, and they're not a bunch of pushovers. Um, but that being said, they're not they're not a powerhouse. But it's still good experience for a guy like Michael King to go in there, log three innings of you know hard work, um, and just get out of there. You don't need to crush his spirits with you know with the, that extra fourth inning and then watching that ball sail out of the stadium. Uh, it's, it's a little, it's probably a little bit demoralizing for him. And plus we had the bullpen strength to just, just get it over with. Um, but with that being said, you know, uh, as you mentioned, a little bit worried about Paxson. I know we talked about his first start against the Nats and how, you know, we needed to give the guy a little bit of time. Uh, but his first inning woes were back this time around. Um, I wrote an in-game article about that when he, uh, was removed, And you could just kind of see because uh, Lindsey Adler was tweeting uh, gifts of him last year, painting the corners with 97, 98. Um, And it's very subtle, but you could see that Paxson doesn't have the hip torque that he was previously uh, executing to get that extra four or five miles an hour on his fastball. And he's not really following through with his delivery. Uh, I know he does kind of, stand upright when he's throwing at the end of his pitches, but he's even more upright than he usually is. And like I said, his hips are not fully turning and like torquing to give him, give him that extra speed. Uh, So I think that that's what Boone was kind of talking about after last week's game. Um, And maybe Paxson was trying to uh, make it a reality in this start, but it was very clear. He wasn't, I think he touched 93 once. and he was mostly sitting 90, 92, uh, which is, which is not good for, you know, disguising his off speed stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's back surgery. Like we mentioned, he's still probably working through the kinks. Remember this was around the timetable where he was supposed to return anyway. Uh, so to expect him to already be up to full speed, um, is a little bit, is, is asking a little bit much. Uh, but thankfully we have the bullpen. We have the people that can step in and at the very least hold down the fort while the offense rakes, because we've seen that happen the last two games when both Tanaka and Paxson were unable to go more than uh, three innings. Did Pat, Oh shit. I don't have this up. Did Paxson go three or four? Yeah. He got out of the third. He got out of the third. So he went, he went three innings. Tanaka also went three, correct? Tanaka went two and two-thirds. Two and two-thirds, okay. Yeah, so we didn't have a starter get us past three innings. Uh, and when you have a luxury like our offense, it kind of doesn't really matter. It's going to matter later on, but at this point, it doesn't. We can work through the kinks, but the key here is to be patient. Um, there's no reason to be frustrated with these guys, or especially with Paxton, because he's – um, he's still on the mend. It's very obvious. He's still on the mend. He doesn't have his stuff. Um, and the only way that he's going to get his stuff back is if he's working back in real game time, in real game speed, um, and getting acclimated and getting more used to what's going on. So, you know, the next two starts could be rough, but that's going to be the reality of it. And hopefully by, you know, the middle, late August or third week of August, he's, he's back to kind of where he wants to be. And then, you know, we got September and then hopefully playoffs. Uh, so I think that's just, that's just the reality that Yankee fans have to deal with right now. Um, so getting mad at this is not, is just going to waste your energy. Um, and you know, like I said, sit back, enjoy the offense. You know, even if the starter doesn't get through two, three innings, we're good. We're totally good. 
It just makes me think about how frustrated we would be if we were in a full season right now and we were watching this Paxton rehab process because you know it would have been like, he's going to be back. He's going to be throwing in the middle of May. Well, actually, there's been a slight setback. He feels like he's got a dead arm, but it's middle of June. What we'll see James Paxton. Well, you know, we're targeting the all-star break. He's going to do a started Scranton. You know, we would just be doing that whole charade because he's clearly not himself. And physically, it's not like it's not a mental thing, and it's not. I doubt he's in pain. You know, I doubt he feels. He said he feels good. Says he feels yeah. good. He definitely like is being subconsciously held back a little bit. I'm sure he feels limitations that aren't there. But this isn't him, and it would definitely be. You know, it would be unfolding much slower if we were in a regular season because we definitely would have heard about him coming back sooner. So, like mm-hmm. Tana said, you you can't you can't waste too much of your energy on it. And as long as he's trying to get those kinks out and work out the motions, you know, this Yankees team can win any James Paxton start. You know, he's yeah. not a death sentence when he's on the mound. They, they, they won. They can win last night's game. They can win any game. Yeah. Um, and we knew they were going to win last night's game because of the offense led by Aaron Judge, who we, we can't do a whole podcast after this series without talking about Aaron Judge for a dedicated segment because – Oh my God, is Aaron Judge on a mission to prove uh, that what he does is, you know, MVP level, even in a shortened season like this. In a season where we declared him DOA, we said, you know, we, we're talking about Judge being injured all off season long. We're talking about this never healing rib thing, and maybe he's not worth an extension, and maybe we did the captain talk too early, and maybe he's fragile. You know, what is this punctured lung? How is his pec still hurt? And then, you know, he, he's just, he destroyed home runs in the exhibition games. And we, we all did the, okay, put Judge in bubble wrap, you know, get into the regular season now thing. But did anyone expect it was going to continue to this extent when the season started? I mean, this is homers in five straight games, six dingers, uh, and they're just getting more impressive as they go. And they're, they've all tied the game or given the Yankees the lead. All, yeah. all of them. Th- that stat right here, Katie Sharp, our girl. Katie uh, Sharp. 20 of his 33 home runs, 61% since the start of last season, have given the Yankees a lead. The MLB average is 31%. Um, but, yeah, about Judge, the funny thing is, too, that you actually didn't mention. Remember the neck injury right before the start of the season where yeah. everyone's sitting there like, oh, this is happening again. I cannot believe this is happening again. Um, and then he comes out, he destroys those exhibition home runs, and then he's right back to where he should be. Um, people are forgetting, you know, he's only played – uh, 214 games in 2018 and 2019 combined. He has had nowhere close to a full season. When he's gotten back for the postseason, he hasn't really been in a groove. Um, now he's finally healthy. He's feeling good. I'm, it's just so upsetting that fans can't be in the stands for these games. Uh, yeah. This weekend would have been just out of this world. Uh, well, we got the would... digital fans on Saturday. We oh, got, yeah. We got the uh, Fox robots that didn't know how to react to a judge home run to the bullpen. <laughs> they just they couldn't stand. They didn't know what they were looking at. They were, they were alternating between putting their head in their hands and putting one hand on their face. They, the fans don't get it yet. They're, they're not real baseball fans, but they'll get there. Yeah, they'll figure it out. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was thinking to myself that, you know, his swing kind of looks better than it did in 2017. Like, the contact he's making – is it like the timing is perfect it, it the crack of the bat is i know we're in empty stadiums and you can hear that a little it's it's a little bit more accentuated but cool. i just i yeah i know i just feel like the contact he's making is spot it's perfect he's seeing everything like in slow motion and he's destroying 
every pitch that he's seeing. He has six home runs already. The MLB, uh, the MLB record for most homers uh, in consecutive games, or I'm sorry, um, home runs in consecutive games is eight. Uh, Don Mattingly has that. He's tied with, I believe, three other people. Dale Judge Long, I think, yeah. did it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Judge has five home runs. Through, he has six home runs through five games, five games straight with a homer. Uh, and the way he's hitting right now, eight kind of looks like a joke. And he's also the first uh, Yankee to homer, I think, in five straight games since A-Rod in 20, uh, 2007, which was A-Rod's uh, MVP season. It just makes you think, like, what what is a realistic over-under for Judge Homers this year? Like, you, you could – I don't know. I didn't think anybody was getting over, like, 13 when the season started just because it's, it's weird. Like, how do you project 60 games? Uh, I guess theoretically someone's going to hit 20 and, and now it kind of feels like the over-under is like 18 and a half. Like he's already at six. It, it depends on how long the season lasts, but like, can't he hit 22 home runs in 60 games? He, he clearly can do that. Right. I mean, at this point it's looking like it and it's even more impressive because of what the Yankees have had to go through uh, over the last week. They had the rain delay opening night and then the Philly series got postponed. And then on a whim, they go to Baltimore. Um, yes, I understand they're not facing uh, premium starting pitching against the Orioles and the Red Sox. Um, but as we know, the mental aspect of baseball is probably the most paramount. Um, and the Yankees haven't really been served up uh a simple and seamless situation at the start of the season. Obviously most teams haven't, they have, they're, you know, they're not, they're not the Cardinals or the Marlins right now, uh, thankfully. Uh, but it's been anything, it's been a lot of bumps in the road. Um, so the fact that he's stepping into the box and seeing everything the way he is and just hitting with the utmost confidence right now is, is very impressive. It's, it's so impressive. Uh, I, I, I still, I mean, I, I can believe it's happening because I, we knew, you know, we knew he wasn't going down easily in the eighth last night, but I still, I also can't believe it's happening. It's unreal. Uh, and yeah, it bums me out that we don't have fans for this game. Uh, you got to like close your eyes and just listen to the fake crowd noise. Cause the fake crowd noise has been decent. I like it. announcers have been doing a good job of getting you hype, but yeah, there's no people there and it's, it's uh, ridiculous to watch. It's just, it's like judges homering for diehard Yankee fan, Garrett Cole. Who finally gets <laughs> pinstripes and just watch Yankee games from the dugout? It's sick for him. Um, oh, it's loving it. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, so we will. We we have buried the Red Sox. We have venerated Aaron Judge and Jordan Montgomery, who are both good. Uh, we'll wrap this up in a second, but Thomas, I will give you the floor. Uh, give you a chance to unload on one of your favorite guys, uh, Jonas Cespedes of the New York Mets. Uh, pretty Metsy situation this weekend. Yeah, I uh, wrote this morning that this is the reason why the Mets will never be New York's team, uh, reg regardless of the circumstances here. Uh, whether he was concerned about COVID, uh, I'm not sure how that's an issue all of a sudden. The Mets have not had any positive cases. Uh, they have not run into any issues. Um, and then apparently a report dropped that he was disgruntled and frustrated. Not sure what you're frustrated about playing 127 total games since the start of 2017 um, and re-injuring both your surgically repaired feet and ankles on your ranch in a wild boar incident. Um, and then the Mets go ahead and release a statement and make everybody think that Cespedes was kidnapped or tripped and fell down a flight of stairs on like, you know, the, the back entry of the hotel and he's dead Everybody on social media is like, oh, my God, praying for Cespedes. And he just packs all of his shit up and says, you know what? I'm not playing anymore this year. Uh, his Mets career is over. This was the final year of his contract, which they 
managed to actually escape because they shaved it down from, I think, uh, $26 million to $6 million, And now he only made like 500000 this year after the prorated stuff. Um, and his uh, he had some sort of salary guarantee for being on the roster at the start of the season. Um, but this is just classic Mets stuff uh, that the Yankees just would never be mired in. This is not a situation that Brian Cashman would ever find himself in. I think the closest we've ever had that with was, at least in recent memory, was Jacoby Ellsbury, and we just made him disappear because we were sick of him not doing anything and just, you know, taking up space on the roster. Yeah, um, the Yankees didn't have to put out a statement saying Ellsbury was missing. It was just yes. understood that Ellsbury <laughs> yes. was missing. You wouldn't be seeing him for a while. Yeah, um, I understand the Mets had to kind of release a statement because all it's going to take is somebody in the broadcast booth to be like, oh, where's Cespedes today? He's not in the starting lineup. He's also not in the dugout. Where could he be? And then, you know, their questions are going to start being asked. Um, but, you know, maybe wait like 20 minutes before you know that his safety isn't a concern and then you can mention that. Um, but there were all the conspiracy theories going around that the Mets were trying to shame him uh, and that, uh, that there was something else floating around. I'm just like, Come on, we can't, we can't be jumping to those conclusions right now. It's, it's the Mets. They're dumb. So as you graduate and head out into the world, there's only one thing that you need to know. Hi, this is Jamie from Progressive. Yeah, I can talk now. Progressive protects you 24-7. So tell me what happened. Oh, I'm sorry, Gene. Can you give me one second? Um, brush out for every meal. Congratulations and thank you. Sorry about that. I'm back. So tell me about this fender bender. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. They can't handle anything PR-related. They can't handle anything that's, you know, somewhat controversial. Um, And this is who they are, and they were unfortunately forced to sign a guy like Cespedes because he delivered, you know, one of the greatest second halves of baseball we've ever seen and got them to the World Series. Um, but this match, you knew that they had to sign him because if they didn't, the fans are going to revolt, but you knew that when they did sign him, that this probably wasn't going to work out. And that's the situation that we're in right now. Injuries are not that whatever have derailed this, um, entire tenure, but you know, he's had character issues on and off the field. Um, and the last organization that can handle that is the New York Mets. Bottom line, his Mets career is over. The Mets made his way out as strange and disconcerting as possible uh, because we all believe the ONS Cespedes conspiracy theories because he is, you know, he's a Cuban refugee. None of these are that far-fetched. Glad he's okay. And now it's probably time for him to go absolutely mash dingers in the KBO or the Japanese League next year instead. Uh, And that's totally fine. We'll all enjoy those highlights and and get him out of New York. that's it for this episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Remember, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Please subscribe on both of those. Drop us a five-star review on iTunes. Leave us a mailbag question. We will answer it, uh, whether it's good or bad. We will answer it live on air. It, actually, dropping us a five-star review with a terrible mailbag question is a really good way to get a bad mailbag question answered because we, we will do it, we promise. Uh, so make sure to drop us those reviews. Uh, and keep listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, it's been an awesome start to the pod. Uh, for the Yanks Go Yard podcast, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You could find me at Tommy's Takes, Tommy's underscore takes on Twitter. Easy one. Uh, yeah, make sure to follow uh, both of us because I'm neurotic during the games and Thomas is just a cannon of takes. He's got takes for days. Uh, for the Yanks Go Yard podcast, we will see you later this week. Thanks, everybody. See you guys.
Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.